We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We missed y'all yesterday. We took Sunday off. We're back at it on Monday. It's it it is Monday, which means it's time for the Notre Dame recruiting hour, Ryan. And uh, I know what you and I have spent our weekend doing. That's basically being on the phone and DMing and texting and calling a bunch of people to try to get the latest on Notre Dame recruiting. Today's show, we're going to update the 2024 board. We were going to dive into 2025 recruiting, but there's been a lot of movement in recruiting in the last few days, Ryan, that we're going to get into. And so we're going to push the 25 start conversation back to next week, which will kind of go in line with sort of our July kickoff of different things that we're doing uh, on the show and on the website. We are not going to dive as deep into the specifics of things in this show as we did on the message board. So if you want to kind of get the even further, some of the juicier details of these recruitments, you're going to want to go to the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. But we are going to give you the latest. It's just there are just some juicy details that we're going to leave to the message to the message board. Obviously, Ryan, this weekend, a lot of Notre Dame kids finishing up their recruiting period. A lot of kids are you know, kind of now getting that part of their the summer over with. You're now getting ready to go into, I think, a dead period that will end in late July. Notre Dame will have, I believe as of right now, has a late July couple recruiting visits set up. They're going to kind of do their late July barbecue, which this year will be interesting, right? It's going to be right in the middle of camp. Yeah. Because Notre Dame starts the season on August 26th, they're actually going to start fall camp probably in late July. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So, Ryan, we've been able to kind of get a read on where things go. There were some good and some not so good this week. And obviously the good, Notre Dame landed Bronte Johnson, which was a huge, huge pickup for Notre Dame. Very, very important pickup. The bad news is, obviously, Ryan, we'll dive into here in a little bit. Things aren't looking so great for Carter Nelson. But we are going to first kick things off because Marcus Freeman says he is an O-line, D-line driven program. So that's where we're going to start, Ryan, with the offensive line, a kid – Kind of up a little bit up north from where you're from. Gearby Lambert canceled a Penn State visit, went to Harvard. His visits are now over. Ryan, what is the latest that we are hearing about uh, where Notre Dame stands with Gearby Lambert? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Of course, we're talking about Catholic Memorial West Roxbury, Massachusetts, offensive lineman Gary B. Lambert, who is the teammate of 2023 Notre Dame defensive line signing Bubakar Traore. He's been, whether it was Harry Heastad or now Joe Rudolph, he's been the top target on the board for Notre Dame at offensive line for several, several months. And it, obviously, it was a very interesting weekend, Brian, right? I mean, not too often guys cancel a Penn State trip to go to Harvard, but it was, uh, you know, obviously a very, I think, telling sign for a guy like a Kirby Lambert, right? Like, what does Kirby Lambert care about? Cares about doing his due diligence and high academics, right? Like, those things matter, obviously, tremendously to him. So he's a kid that I've kind of compared a little bit to Charles Jagasaw because people always ask about, like, timeline. What are they going to announce? It's just like, Gerby's going to announce when Gerby is ready to announce, right? Like that could be tomorrow. That could have been two weeks ago. That could have been two weeks from now. Like who knows exactly. But I expect it to be done pretty soon, obviously, with the official visits now over for Gerby. At coming out of it, we feel pretty much the same that we did after his post visit, right? It's that Notre Dame is going to be pretty hard to beat in this one, in our opinions. I think that Notre Dame has positioned themselves in pole position, potentially to close this one out as we move forward after the official visits. And Again, their top offensive line target on the board. I think this would be a massive hit for Coach Rudolph, you know, because we thought that he lost a little bit of momentum when he first transitioned to the offensive line coach. And if he's able to now kind of pick the pieces back up and get Gerby Lambert into the class, you're looking at back-to-back very good offensive line groups for in 2023 and 2024. So uh, Gerby looking good for Notre Dame right now for Gerby Lambert. Got to close, right? It's not a done deal. It's not a done deal. They've got to close. And so when you look at at going into this final stretch, it's going to be important that they can seal the deal here soon. Uh, yes. Everything we've heard is very good for Notre Dame. Ohio State put their best foot forward, didn't move the needle. Obviously, there's a lot of people talking about staying close to home. I, I think that's exacerbated by the visit to Harvard. Everything that we're hearing is very positive for Notre Dame. It's been pretty consistent for about three weeks now, Ryan. I mean, that, and that's when you start to feel like the intel is good is when it just kind of stays the same. So we'll see, but they got to close out. And I think it would silence a lot of the sort of the questions and concerns that people have about Joe Rudolph as a recruiter is if he can get Gearby Lambert, because there's, there's no question. This has been the top guy on their board for a 
very long time. I mean, with Harry Heastand and with Joe Rudolph, the one can the one constant, right? Because there were some changes. Obviously, Coach Heastand liked Caleb Brewer more, and you know, Coach Rudolph obviously liked Anthony Knapp more. And there's some players that they didn't like as much, and some guys that the other guy liked more. But there's been one constant, right? And that is Gearby Lambert is the top of the tackle board. It was that yes. way for Coach Eastan, and it's been that way for Coach Rudolph. Now the question is, can they close it out? So they're, they're certainly trending in the right direction. The confidence pick that I put up last week, I, it hasn't moved at all for that one, Ryan. Well, can you imagine if if somehow Harvard's able to land a top 100 recruit in Gerby Lambert? That'd be fantastic, man. I'm not going to be terrible. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. be terrible. Yes. Don't even go for there. this channel. It would be terrible, but it would be pretty funny. It'd be but terrible. Yes, we, we don't be anticipate terrible. that happening. We're moving on because Ryan, it would be yes. terrible. So we're going to go on to something <laughs> else because Ryan's talking crazy talk today. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ryan, let's go on to the other side of the ball. And obviously a, a big name that is popular in this channel. Speaking of line plays, Justin Scott, yes. we have been saying on this channel for a very long time, he may commit to Miami. We know he loves Miami. He loves George, but at the end of the day, we feel like this that he's going to stay in the north. And now that the visits to the southern schools have worn off, that's the intel we're hearing that this is going to be a, a battle between the northern schools with Michigan and Notre Dame being the top two contenders. Ryan, is that is that pretty much where we stand right now with Justin Scott? It is. Obviously, there's a big push for Notre Dame to get Justin on campus in July. And I know that's something that they very much want because – Justin's been dropping some hints that a commitment may be coming next month and wants to make the decision. And, and I mean, cause Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but your position all along has been, if he commits this, this summer and it's to a Southern school. So a Miami or a Georgia, you still feel good about him landing up North, but if he lands in right. a different Northern school, Much might be a little bit of a tougher battle tougher. to get Justin. Yes. Whole lot tougher. Yes, yeah. and obviously Michigan has done a great job with that recruitment. Sean Davis said on this show months ago that Michigan was out working Notre Dame. At the time, we have some intel on where that stands on the board now, but the reality is, is it's going to be a Notre Dame or Michigan battle. And Ryan, essentially, we've been hearing for months that Justin's going to come visit for this. He's going to visit for this. He's going to, no, no, he's now going to come here, and it never happened. And so we now know that Notre Dame is trying to get him again on campus here by the end of the month. Uh, for another visit here in the end of July. So we don't know if that visit's going to happen. Some of the sources we've talked to have said that he has is telling people he's going to make that visit. You know, we'll see if he shows up. But I'll, I'll say this, Ryan, and I think this is pretty fair. If Justin Scott doesn't make it onto Notre Dame's campus by the end of July, that is the most telling thing that has ever happened in this recruitment because Notre Dame is basically all but begging him to get on campus. And if he's unwilling to do so in July – then you have to look at this and say, Notre Dame just isn't where this kid wants to be. If he's willing to visit in July, then I'm going to feel really good about where things stand for Notre Dame. Because once that kid gets face-to-face -face with Marcus Freeman, it can be very hard for him to say no. Yeah. But if he's unwilling to do that, then we're going to find out where things stand. That's the biggest thing too, Brian, is to your point, again, I'm not going to make a prediction, but if Justin Scott, every time Justin Scott is face-to-face -face with the Notre Dame coaching staff and specifically Marcus Freeman – you start feeling a lot better about things, right? Like a few months ago when he was about to commit to Notre Dame, that was because of Marcus Freeman's impact, you know, of uh, visiting his school and being able to watch him play basketball. And then obviously with his last visit that he took, you felt again very good about where Notre Dame was leaving that visit. It's just the absence 
is deafening in this one. It really is. And I agree with you. If Justin Scott does not make it back to campus before the decision is made and he ends up at a Northern school, things over, in my opinion. I think it's over. Well, it, it, it it's not over because they're going to keep trying, but it's going to be sure. a much tougher – it's going to be a much tougher battle to win. I, I there there was never a thought in my mind that he would actually sign with a school in the South ever. I've been very consistent yeah. about that. Same. The problem was always going to be okay, but can you beat Michigan? Can you beat Ohio State? That's the question, and that's where Notre Dame is right now. But, but and, to that, but to your point, I mean, if he does get to campus though, and he, either if yes. it's even if it's just an unofficial visit, even if it's not an official one. I feel very good about Notre Dame's chances in that regard because I, if you're telling me that Marcus Freeman gets the last crack face to face with Justin Scott, I feel pretty good about that situation to be had. It basically comes down to Ryan is Notre Dame has to be willing to play the long game with Justin Scott. The long game gets a lot tougher if he does in fact commit to Michigan. That that's just the reality of it. So what Notre Dame needs to do is try to get him to slow the process down, which is exactly what they did with him. And this is the thing that can work for Notre Dame, Ryan, is they can say, hey, look, we did this with you when you were thinking of committing to us. Right. We said, hey, see the process out. Take the visit. You haven't taken your visit to see us yet. What's the rush? If Michigan wants you, they'll wait. I don't care who yeah. else is on the board. If Michigan's trying to tell you, hey, we've got six kids committed already. We got five kids committed already. We need to know from you. Then that says a lot about how they feel about you, right? Because yeah. if if where we are, I don't care if we had five, six, seven, eight kids committed. If you wanted to come to Notre Dame, we would take you. That needs to be the yes. pitch that Notre Dame is making right now. Because right. Michigan is trying to say, hey, look, this is where you want to be, right. right? And so we're getting close to numbers. And so they're kind of, you know, putting a little bit of pressure on saying, hey, you know, you need to be part of this thing. Notre Dame needs to be saying, hey, that doesn't sound like a school that views you in the, the way that we view you. You know what I mean? And so that's going to have to be the angle Notre Dame takes. Now, the question that the concern that I have, Ryan, is this is happening right when all these coaches are going on vacation. Right. These next three weeks are going to make or break in a lot of instances Notre Dame's recruitment of Justin Scott. And so does the Notre Dame staff basically say, hey, look, we'll talk to you when you get off vacation or are they still on their vacation? Right. And that's just that's basically what it's going to come down to at this point in time. Ryan. So who is going to have who's going to put in the most work? Who's going to have the best closing pitch and and whether or not Notre Dame's going to be able to convince them to get on campus. So we're going to find out how it goes. And I know, like I said, I said all but begging and people say, well, you shouldn't have to do that. Notre Dame should have to do that. Yeah, that's the same BS that Brian Kelly used to say. This yeah. is yes, you do. Lou Holtz basically did the same thing with big time players. That's what you do, right? You battle, and so um, that's kind of where they are. So they're they're going to have to they're 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 still playing catch up. That's the reality of it. It's just with it just changes from what school that they're at first. It was Georgia, then it was Miami, and now it's Michigan. And we're going to see if they have the ability to pull it off. We're going to find yeah. out yeah. very very soon. Because look, right? I really like this DN class. Yeah. But if you don't get Justin Scott, this defensive line class is is not good enough. It's just okay. not because you got three ends and one interior guy last year. You get three ends and one interior guy this year. Now you're you're hoping that some of these ends can grow into three techniques because you missed out on the six five three hundred ten pound five star kid that's right down the street, right? And uh, and you can't you yeah. can't you can't call that success. You can't you can't. Well, I'm sorry. There's no you just can't. 
Well, and fans have been very critical of obviously of the interior defensive line over the last couple of years. And I completely understand it, right? You need to get bigger. You need to get more impactful on the interior. And I, I agree. I agree to that. And when you have a five-star, again, I don't want to keep hitting the same drum, but like he's 90 minutes away from your campus, right? Like he's 90 yeah. minutes. He's a five-star. He values education. His parent, his mother values education. His mother likes Notre Dame. I mean, there's just like so many right. things that you look at and say, this is a one that you cannot miss on. You can't yeah. miss on it, especially if he's going to stay up north. Like I would have, again, still not forgivable, but I at least would have understood understood it if he said, I want to go to Georgia. I've been like, okay, right. he's just looking for something completely different. If he goes to Michigan over Notre Dame, that is just a black eye on the Notre Dame program. An absolute black From eye. From a defensive line recruiting line. standpoint, yes. Yes, yes. So let's move on to that next level right behind him, Kingston Viliyama Asa. He visited Ohio State this weekend. Yep. What's the late he that came after uh, he visited Notre Dame and he also visited USC, which has been his sort of his top three schools for a while, right? So what's the latest you're hearing with Kingston Viliyama Asa? And I'm saying I mean, that now that way. I've been saying Ace in the past. I heard him do an interview where he pronounced his name that way, so I'm I'm trying to get it right. So yeah, that's uh, that's why I've changed how I've pronounced his name because I was wrong. <laughs> it's, it's been a very interesting recruitment for Kingston because we've known now for several, several weeks, and even before that, honestly, that USC, Ohio State, and Notre Dame were the teams. And then he obviously follows that up with naming them his top three schools, going on the three visits. The last three weekends have been USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, in that order. And honestly, Brian, there was a lot of conversation after the USC visit of, USC made a big move, right? And I was I was hesitant to honestly to believe that because I I had thought for a while now that this was a Notre Dame Ohio State conversation. But everything that we're hearing is that it sounds like it's going to come down to Ohio State USC. Those I mean I'm sorry Notre Whoa, Dame yeah. USC. Yeah yeah. Flip back there for a second. It's going to come down to Notre Dame USC as the top two schools as he obviously nears decision, which should be over the next few weeks here. So Ryan, when you look at this one, obviously there is the the two the two differences, right? And Ohio State yep. is is certainly did a great job this weekend, and and uh, yes. there are some people that have telling me that they're hearing Ohio State feels good. I just haven't heard that from any of my sources on all various sides. I just I haven't heard anyone except Ohio State people say that they think that they have an equal shot at getting him. Sure. So uh, I've heard Notre Dame, Ohio State. I've heard Notre Dame, USC. I, you know, the one constant is Notre Dame. Right now, Ryan, there's two different pools with Kingston yeah. and, and, and that are going to influence the decision. So let's talk a little bit about those and where you think things are trending. Because I know right now, Ryan, I know my confidence level has has that I have that I put out last week based on the intel we had has fallen a little bit based on our our latest intel. So so let's talk about that that pool and. And uh, what are the factors that are going to, to Kingston making a decision to stay close to home or go away? Well, obviously, St. John Bosco, prominent California program, national championships this past season, 13-1, and one, epic game against modern day in the playoffs. That was one of the best games last season. So, I mean, basically the pool is, Brian, to your point, is that one, on Notre Dame's side, it's the spirituality. It's the comforts. And it's also, think – he has all the blessings from his immediate family of they love Notre Dame. I think that all those things are very much true. And I think he could see himself being a part of that program from a football perspective, from a after football perspective, from a spirituality perspective. I really think that Kingston loves Notre Dame. 
The other side to the coin, though, is that he's a California kid that grew up with USC football. And I think that there's a lot of pull around him, not necessarily from his immediate family, to stay at home. California kid, stay at home and help Lincoln Riley and the Trojans build it back. And obviously, they took positive signs in year one. We just saw his uh, cornerback, fellow cornerback on St. John Bosco, Marcellus Williams, who just committed to USC. I know he was just on an official visit this past weekend or a couple weekends ago, excuse me, with Marcellus, with Peyton Woodyard, with a couple of the St. John Bosco guys. So I really think this is coming down to two two very different avenues. One is be the California kid who stays in state at USC and helps bring them back and be the homegrown kid. The other side is to blaze your own trail, go to Notre Dame, and be different, right? The difference, I think, is the biggest thing there. So two very different vantage points, two very different missions. And I think that it's what's going to make this one so fascinating down the stretch is that it is completely different pitches to him as far as what he can accomplish at each one of these schools I think Kingston will be a great fit no matter where he chooses I really do but ultimately Notre Dame has done about as much as in the immediacy as far as the official visit and everything to really make him and his family feel very good about their fit with the University of Notre Dame it's just about the pool of his hometown, his home yeah. state, his, his his familiarity with the school. It's, this has a this has a, a really sh- kind of unique Manti Teo vibe to it, and not because they're both Polynesian kids, but just sort of a the 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 kid of great faith that has everyone pulling him to one direction, but this this little small circle to the other one, and you know, and USC put on the full. I mean, they put on the full court press with him, man. I mean, they, they have put on the full court press, and they've done a good job. And and I think Marcus Freeman and Chad Bowden, I will give a lot of credit to in this recruitment. Al Washington to a degree, but this is one of those ones, Ryan, where I would feel a lot better about where this thing stood if they had someone other than Al Golden coaching linebackers. I'm just going to flat out come out and say, and I, I said we weren't going to really dive into this type of thing uh, on yeah. the show, but I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I, I think that um, if if they had a better situation there, I think this one would be a done deal. Now the question is, can they close? And it's going to be a back and forth. And, and the and the reason I use Manti is because I feel like Manti was constantly back and forth. You know, it's USC, Notre Dame, USC, Notre Dame. Went to bed thinking USC, woke up thinking Notre Dame. And that's more of the correlation I'm referring to with, with Kingston. It's, it's that. It's the West Coast kid that's having that back and forth pull of the two. We're just going to figure out what he wait, what he wakes up thinking the day that he's going to make his decision. And I think it could very well come down to that. And that's why it's imperative that Notre Dame staff really um, just really keep on him and, and, and stay consistent with the yes. contact and could stay consistent with the messaging because this is a very important player to the class. There's no question. Oh, about it. He's tremendously important. Obviously, he's one of the biggest official visitors they've had all month, you know, to be able to – sign a player like this to really give you the floor in with in a linebacker class that has decent ceilings to it, actually really nice ceilings to it, but it doesn't have that stay power, that known commodity. And that's what Kingston Villiamo Asa is. He's a guy that you know is going to be a good football player, right? You know that he is going to be a proven commodity on the next level. And honestly, Brian, I, I hate giving credit to USC, but I will for a second. I mean, coming into these official visits this month, I thought USC was the clear third. Like, clear. And then, like it was, everyone said that. Every source yeah. I had said the same exact thing, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's and that's from just talking with Kingston and just kind of hearing his remarks about the three schools. I'm just like, USC is the clear third. 
and their visit a few weeks ago, give it, give them credit, man. They not only cut the gap, they made this one about as close a race as you can possibly see it. And one where they could end up winning it. Like that's where you are with USC. So Notre Dame has the battle over the next few weeks. I will say this is that I don't, I do think that Notre Dame, if they remain consistent over the next few weeks, will still have a chance here. We'll still have a good chance here because we've talked about this in the past. Kingston's not one of those kids that's a shallow person, right? Of right. like, oh, what are they going to give me? What's the flash? He's going to talk about everything with his parents. He's going to talk about everything with his support system, with his coaches. What's going to be the best decision for right. Kingston at the end of the day? So I think that does bode well for Notre Dame. It's just about being consistent down the stretch here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And that's why deep down I still feel better about this. My confidence level has gone down, but I still feel good about it because I feel like at the end of the day, Kingston's one of those kids that's going to sit down and say, okay, I know I'm getting the pressure here. I know this is being – but but I need to figure out what's best for me in my future. And it could end up still being USC, but I still feel like – I still feel good about about that one, right? Right. And so when I when you look at at his recruitment, as you said, Ryan, this isn't as somebody's in the chest are like, so they're not going to get Kingston and Justin Scott. Definitely didn't say that. So you can take that <laughs> noise somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, they're going to have to close. And, and the the longer he goes in making this decision, the longer it takes for him to actually make a decision. I feel the better it'll be for Notre Dame because I do think yes. USC did a good job of kind of waiting, just kind of hanging around at the end, and then just throwing everything at him. Yeah. During the visit in a, in since, I mean, they brought up Troy Palomalu and yes. everything. Yeah, exactly. They're putting exactly. all the pressure on him. And so if you're Notre Dame, yeah. you're just, dude, just sit back and relax. No need to make a decision. Just chill. You don't have to do this. Just, just relax. Cause the longer this goes on and he starts thinking about all the things that went into why Notre Dame was in the great position that it was for a long time. I think that's going to help Notre Dame a ton. And look, right. all three schools for the most part have done a, a great job recruiting him. Ohio State's yeah. done a great job recruiting him. Uh, USC has done a really, really good job there. Marcus Freeman, Chad Bode, now Washington have done a really good job with this recruitment uh, as well. So we're going to see who can who can close it in the end because it doesn't matter where you were leading up to it. Doesn't matter that USC trailed the entire time. If they get them right. Doesn't matter. Exactly. So let's talk about where where does no where else is Notre Dame right now at linebacker Ryan and obviously you've got Kingston on the board and there's really only other one linebacker only one linebacker left on the board and that would be Bradley Shaw who is still as we said last week a guy that Notre Dame has some interest in 
the question is, Ryan, is is will they be able to actually convince him to leave the state of Alabama and come to Notre Dame? I think that's – I hear all these positive things about where they are, but I, it's kind of like with Deuce Knight in, in the 25 yes. class. I think he loves Notre Dame. I think he says all the right things. I think genuinely he has affection, but leaving Mississippi to go up to South Bend, Indiana is, is not an easy thing. Same with Bradley Shaw, leaving Hoover, Alabama to come up to South Bend, Indiana. It's a whole different deal. Where do things stand, Ryan, from what we've heard with uh, with Bradley Shaw, who's a tough kid to get in contact with, by the way. So we're having to rely on a lot of sources when it comes to this. One. <laughs> yes, sources pretty close to him. But regardless, yes, it, it's not the easiest recruitment in the world. But I'll, I'll say this, Brian, about Bradley, obviously, Hoover, Alabama, at top three schools coming out of the Notre Dame visits. And I still feel pretty solidly about that after a pretty recent conversation is – Auburn, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Those are the three schools that I think are really standing out for Bradley. I'll say this. I think it is very telling that Bradley has been to Notre Dame twice over the last couple months, including an official visit, obviously. So there is heavy interest there. It comes from a really good family, academically oriented. I know his dad is a football coach on the staff as well as an educator. So I believe that education is a high priority for the Shaw family, which is good. Always for Notre Dame. Anytime academics are a priority, it matters very much. And I think that for me, this one is, it's going to be a tough pull still, but it's one that I think Notre Dame can make happen. I really do. So I still think that they're in the top three for Bradley. I think it's going to be more about, obviously things are going to heat up quickly if you don't get Kingston, right? If you don't get Kingston, then you have to pivot quickly and you really need to be able to close this one with Bradley. But I think Notre Dame has a chance. It's just about how things unraveled down the down the stretch here because I think that he is a academically oriented kid I think he is a smart kid I think he comes from a very good family all those things do bode well to end up at Notre Dame it's just about closing time and making him feel that Notre Dame coming to South Bend is more important than staying and playing at Auburn his uh, home state school right now Ryan I talked about this late last week I'm not sure if you were on the show for this one or not but I was actually told by some sources a week ago when there was a lot of optimism about Kingston that if Bradley Shaw wanted to commit, they would not say no before Kingston. Now, I don't know if they would take him after Kingston because three is the number. But right. Kingston's is one of those, we'll take you no matter what, kids, right? Sure. So, I mean, Gearby Lambert's that guy. We've been saying that for months. Justin Scott's that guy. If Notre Dame went out and got, you know, tomorrow the, the, the second best three technique in, in, in the country – and Justin Scott decides in two months he wants to come to Notre Dame, they're taking Justin Scott, right? I mean, that's the reality of it. Uh, Kingston's one of those guys that we've talked about being one of those guys. Caleb Beasley is one of those guys. So there are guys in the class that that have been that, and Kingston is that guy. So, But but they really like Bradley Shaw a lot. So this isn't – I want to make sure that we're clear. This isn't a consolation prize. They would take him before. It's just not – they're just not going to take him after – because that gets them a little bit over their numbers, but they'd be more comfortable getting to four. And I know it doesn't make sense because well, you're still going to get to four, but you you can't turn past this kid up if you're if if you're not going to get this other kid. But if that other kid decides he wants to come, you still take that other kid. That's basically just kind of how it works, and then you kind of figure it out at some other places. But that we talked about that last week. So that even before my confidence in him dipped, I was told that if, if Bradley Shaw called up Notre Dame tomorrow and said, I want to come, my, my understanding is that they would take him. They, that's how much they like him. And so my hope is, and I still haven't gotten word on this, my, I've been still trying to find out what his measurements were when he, when he was on campus. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter to me. 
because the as we've said before, Rent, the film was great. He comes from the kind of family that would. It's tough coming from the South up to South Bend, in, in socially, culturally, academically. But everything that we've heard about the family is he has the exact kind of support system at home that you need to thrive in this sort of situation, which is partly also another reason why Notre Dame likes this kid a lot. But the film is great. It's just, what's the size? I I, I, I reiterate it every time we talk about this kid. That's the only question that I have about this young man right now. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that it's obviously a very great sign. And we've talked about this before that offer lists matter a whole lot more than recruiting rankings do. But I just mentioned one of his finalists is Georgia. And hi, puppy. Um, <laughs> Georgia Rita. is a school. Yes, it's Rita. Uh, Georgia, obviously, is, is a school that is very high on Bradley Shaw, a, a school that would take Bradley Shaw. And obviously, the offer list is very good. And this isn't like a, oh, man, they might end up with Bradley Shaw. It's like this kid's rated as a top 150 recruit yeah. by several different platforms. Three. Like He's a pretty Three, dang good yeah. player, man. Like He's a good football player. So, yeah, we'll see obviously as it ends up and if how the numbers shake out and what the fit makes sense if if it happens before or after and all those great things. But Notre Dame has put themselves in a pretty solid spot with a Hoover Alabama kid, which doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see to, we'll see how it ends up in the end, but I think they're in a solid spot as of today. So last uh, last couple, Ryan, uh, Carter Nelson. So yes. this recruitment has taken a hard 180 over the last few days. It has, man. It's It's been wild. I mean, I, basically, coming out of the Notre Dame visit, I felt so good talking to sources. And I know that you had heard, obviously, some similar stuff of, like, Notre Dame made a big move. Notre Dame feels pretty good about where they are with Carter Nelson. And Georgia was another school that was felt very good about Carter Nelson. And I was being told – that there was a big pull to Carter of like, hey, man, you don't have to stay in the state of Nebraska. Go out, spread your wings, make the best decision for you. So Notre Dame and Georgia coming into this past weekend were who I have said are the leaders. And I believe that very because there was very good sourcing, obviously, on that end, right? Every but, sourcing yes. on that said the <laughs> same exact sourcing. thing. Every Georgia yes. source, every Notre Dame source, every Carter Nelson source. Yes. That's exactly what the story was. But uh, it changed a little bit this weekend, right? It, it did change. And obviously it changed leading up a little bit to this weekend because his final official visit was to the University of Nebraska, his home state school. Cornhuskers, obviously there's a – I, I want to phrase this very well because I don't want this to sound like this is a parent thing. The parents were very open to him going wherever he wanted to go. Very open. Make the best decision for you. That's the vibe that I completely got all the way through this recruitment. But I do think there was a lot of pull from people around him, friends, peers, you know, that type of thing, to stay in the States. And he has a couple friends that are committed in the 2024 class to the University of Nebraska. He has other friends that are going to be going to the University of Nebraska just as students. So I think Mm -hmm. that there was a mission to be a trailblazer until recently but i think this weekend especially was one where the pull from so many people around you was enough to change your angle a little bit and caught a little bit of cold feet just a little bit right it's it was a wanting to blaze your own path and then it was not wanting to maybe settle to be the home state guy staying in state for play for nebraska but fortunate well unfortunately for notre dame the pull from people around him was such that they convinced him this weekend that basically that's where this thing is trending, right? To stay in the States, 
go to the University of Nebraska and be a part of the solution and help Matt Rule get that program back to prominence because Nebraska has been a great program, obviously, in the past, and want them, they want to get back to there. So coming into the weekend, if it was a Notre Dame-Georgia battle, you could convince me either one was leading at any point in that one leading up. Nebraska obviously did everything that they had to do over the last week or so, even a couple of days before this visit, to put this one in their favor now going down the stretch with Carter Nelson. We've heard a lot, Ryan, about Davis Andrews, and I'll just give a brief couple brief updates on this before we move on to the mailbag. So this is that's pretty much wraps up the other stuff. Um, I'm I'm we're waiting to hear back from how the visit went with Davis Andrews to BYU this weekend. He took an official to BYU, as we've mentioned that the expectation is still that he's going to be a 26 recruit. And Notre Dame still wants him. I think BYU right now is the main competitor because of the fact it's a Mormon school. And they have a much deeper track record, obviously, of success with kids who go on missions and then come back. So Notre Dame going into the weekend, I think, was in a great place. We got to find out where it was coming out. So that's why we're not going to dive too much into him because we are still waiting to hear some, some intel. I do still also anticipate Caleb Beasley still talking to Notre Dame. That's the intel that I've gotten is that the communication is still there, even after the Tennessee visit, that there's still conversations happening between Caleb Beasley and Notre Dame. But we'll yeah. we'll see how that one progresses. That's really not going to be a lot to talk about on that one until we get to the Ohio State weekend and we find out whether he's going to show up or not. So we won't be talking a ton about him moving forward until that date. But all, I, all I'll say is, is he's the, the, I, I – from everything I've heard, the conversations are still happening and the and the communication is still there, and that's all you can ask for. So, Ryan, that's going to do it for this portion of the show. We're going to have a mailbag coming up next, and, of course, next week we're going to start diving into the 2025 board, which right now Notre Dame has two commits in a class. We think there's a chance they could maybe get another one or two here this offseason. We'll see how things go. Uh, but Notre Dame has been putting in a lot of work on the 2025 class. So we're going to break that into a few shows here in the month of July. Most of our month of July is going to be our recruiting hour show is going to be built around really introducing you to the 2025 class and the things that we've heard as we kind of get into the season. So we'll, we'll have a lot on that and break down some film, talk about where they stand, what the Notre Dame needs are in the 25 class. Cause we got a pretty guy. I mean, Notre Dame's got 21 commits right now, I believe. Right. Right. So, I mean, we kind of know what the needs are for 25 for the most part, obviously some roster attrition and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be very, very interesting, but uh, you know, so that's where they are there. But before we get to that mailbag folks, and if you, if you have mailbag questions, go ahead and throw those in there now and we will get to those. And we're going to obviously have a, a lot of team stuff coming up because we're now about a month away, maybe a little bit less actually uh, from Notre Dame being at the start of fall camp. We're actually about, I think I was, to- I can't remember what I was told Ryan uh, 25th or 26th, 24th or 25th is around uh, somewhere around there for report date. I'm not quite sure when that's going to be, but uh, Notre Dame's going to start in late July because of the fact their season starts in late August. So uh, man, it's going to be on, it's going to be on us before we know it, man. And I'm excited about it. So we'll have plenty to talk about when it comes to that. Hit that like button, folks, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. We do have some, some further Intel on these recruitments on our message board. And as we get more, we'll, we'll obviously put it on there. So you'll want to sign up for that at boards.rsbreakdown.com. You can sign up for a monthly membership at $4.99 a month, an annual membership at $49.99 for the year, or, if you want to support us beyond just the normal rates, you can also join the IB uh, Booster Club. 
And if you join that, you get some free merch as part of that as well. So we greatly appreciate that. You can find that at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And then we're in the process. We should have it by the end of the week of having another option for people that just want to just donate some money. We've actually literally had people ask, hey, how can we just give you guys some money? And I was like, well, I don't really do PayPal anymore. So here we'll try and figure it out. We've got some different ways. So we are working on that. We'll see if that works for you all again. But we appreciate all the support you give. We really do, whether it's with your money or with your time. They're both very, very valuable and very much appreciated. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you for for all your continued support of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.